Hello and welcome to the Honest Property Investment Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I am the host of this podcast, as you probably already know. I'm also the founder of NC Real Estate, which is my firm of surveyors that helps landlords and property investors build commercial and mixed use property portfolios that completely align with their goals. If you want to find out more about that, head on over to ncrealestate.co.uk. And I have a mini course out at the moment, which is free. If you have been investing in residential property and you want to find out about how to invest in commercial property, then you want to join my mini course, Crossing Over to Commercial. I'm going to put the link below. All you need to do is type in your name and email address and I'll set you up on there and you'll get everything through that you need so that you can do it. It will only take you 60 minutes, but it will give you such a good understanding of what you need to know in order to start buying commercial property. So what are we doing this week? Okay, first of all, I would like to say I have been trying to do a remortgage on the property that I have a second charge on so that I could have bought the Barnstable property at the end of last year. Do you remember? Um, So I took out a 60 grand second charge loan from just cash flow and I have been paying 1.5% interest on a monthly basis, which is grim. Um, So we started the remortgage process because the remortgage comes up for an to end on the 31st of January. The remortgage isn't going to go through. I'm going to have a month overlap, um, which is slightly concerning because I'm going to have a baby in that time. But anyway, we'll come back to that. Um, So I've had three valuations on this flat now, just so that you know what's been going on. The first one was with Barclays back in November and didn't end up going with that because they didn't like the fact that it was above commercial premises even though when I very first got a mortgage on this flat it was a Barclays mortgage but now they don't want to um, mortgage it that's absolutely fine. Secondly we had a valuation done via Accord just before, just after Christmas, actually, I'd like to say that that happened on the 27th December and it got downvalued. Um, I had gone in for 365, which is overvalued. I was trying my luck. Um, and the valuer came back at 325, which is a bit too low. And so this week we have switched mortgage lenders again and we're now going with Virgin, and Virgin's value is at Connell's went out, and they agreed with my valuation at 340. So as of today, as of recording this podcast, finally that remortgage is going through. That's going to pay off everything that um, I owe on the back of um, buying Barnstable, which will be so nice not to have that much money going out on a monthly basis. I think, was it costing me? 932 pounds a month grim on top of you know actually having to pay the mortgage on Barnstable as well but anyway it's been a great um it's kind of spanned that gap right so uh, from that point of view 
fabulous. Um, but you know, it's now getting expensive and I don't really want 900 pound coming out a month. And also my mortgage is being cut in half on the flat that I'm remortgaging. So I'm also making an extra 400 pound a month. Woohoo! That's good. So from that, what do I want to say? Uh, if you really don't believe that evaluation is right, I would encourage you to go back and try again. Now, I was using banks. That I didn't have to pay valuation fees on. Um, Virgin Money seems to be quite good, although their solicitors or their conveyances, they're not solicitors, conveyances are so slow and backward. Hugh James, I think. Is it Hugh James? Hold on. Yeah. Hugh... Got all my paperwork in my drawer. Yeah, Hugh James. I don't know why they don't do stuff online. Everything that they want to do is in, on paper. I don't get it. Um, so that means that it's probably going to take an age to go through. But at least I got the valuation, right? I would hope that they now try and do it over the next couple of weeks. I hope. But I was on hold with them for an hour yesterday. And then it went to voicemail. And then on hold for another hour and it went to voicemail and I was annoyed. <laughs> so I think that they are going to be slow. I hope they prove me wrong and we just get this three mortgage over the line. Um, if you are sure in your comps and you know that a property is worth more than what it's been valued at, I would personally advise you to go and um, try again with the valuation. I use a completely different valuer, but also 325 to 340 isn't a huge leap it's still within that 10 percent um realm of possibility that valuers can value based on so it's not as if either valuer has been negligent in any way it's just subjective there's a 10 percent leeway and so that's why i'm not about to kick off about it but i'm telling you guys that that's what's happened and if you feel that it's not quite right then do make sure that you're going back and um really having a look at where your comps are do you think it's worth more than what they've given you? If so, it might be worth getting a new valuation done. So that's an update on my remortgage. I'm very happy about it. Um, I'm glad that's going through. Woo-hoo. Amazing. Second topic I want to talk to you about today. And this is the really important stuff. This is the stuff that I really want you to be thinking about. And I'm it's Asset Management 101. I'm an asset manager. My job is to make sure that your assets are increasing in value and that they are performing as well as they possibly can, right? That's what my job is. That's what I do. Um, and where do I start with that? If you wanted to get into that, where should you start? Well, the very first thing is, have you looked at your property portfolio recently? Do you actually know what's going on in it? I I'm shocked by the amount of property investors who maybe don't even have a big portfolio. Maybe you've only got two or three properties, but you definitely wouldn't be able to tell me the stats and metrics for your property portfolio. And that to me is wild because you need to be able to pretty much roll it off your tongue. So what do, we, what do I mean when I say I need some stats? So the first thing that I want you to have a look at, and this is a good task. So if you've got pen and paper, you know, write down the things that you need to be looking at. So I want to know your purchase price. 
What is your purchase price? And when did you purchase it? Then the current value of the property. What's the difference now compared to, you know, what you bought that property for whenever you bought it? Next up, mortgages outstanding. How much mortgage debt do you owe on that particular property? Then I want you to be having a look at who your lender is. You can compare then um, your interest rates on each of the properties as well so that you can see which one has a lower interest rate, which one is higher. Then look at the equity. How much equity do you have in each of those properties? And what is the loan to value on those properties? So that you can tell, you know, where there's maybe room for additional borrowing, but at the same time, um, just that you've made additional money on the property. Then I want to see net yields. So what is the net yield on each of those properties? And then net income on a pound per calendar month basis, right? That's what you need to be comparing as an overview. Now, I do go into more detail and I have a look at maintenance costs and how much the running costs are and all of that kind of thing. But really, as a general rule, if you can put together purchase price, current value, mortgages outstanding, who your mortgage lender is, what interest rate they're offering, the equity in your current property, when it was purchased, net yields, net income on a pound per calendar month basis, and you compare them in an Excel spreadsheet, you will be able to see what properties are performing and which properties aren't performing. That's vital. And for those of you who have some commercial and some residential properties, have a look at the difference between your resi properties and your commercial properties. It might shock you to see actually what's doing well and what's not doing well. This is always where I start with asset management. When a client comes on board, I need to know this information. I want to know every single thing about their property because I want to know, can I be making more money for my client from within their property portfolio? You know, for those properties that you have been holding for the last 10, 15, 20 years, maybe it's gone up in value, but the rental income hasn't gone up that much in value, in which case your net yields are really, really low. That's a possibility. And that, again, is just because house prices in the UK have really, really gone through the roof. And I would say that that's more of a trend for residential property than it is for commercial property. And again, as I said, that is just because the price of housing has skyrocketed. And then you need to be thinking, okay, well, if I now have net yields that are down somewhere you know, 1%, 1.5%, could this property cope with interest rate rises? And chances are it couldn't. There's not much profit left to be had in a property. And in two years time, you need to remortgage and interest rates have gone up. That net profit is just going to go down. Now, again, it may be that all you're doing is investing for a capital increase. You don't care about the net income on a pound per calendar month basis. But what you do not want to be slipping into is where you actually have to be paying for your properties on a monthly basis. That is certainly not what you want to happen. You want to be making a healthy profit so that you can reinvest that into your portfolio as a minimum. 
So these, you know, 1% sub 1% net yields are not healthy in the slightest. And at that point, what you do is you get in contact with your accountant or whoever helps you with your finances. And you say, here is an overview of what my property portfolio is doing right now. Should I be selling one? And what are the tax implications if I sold one of these properties that isn't making a lot of money? And that's a question that I ask my accountant every six to 12 months, just because I want to know how much it's going to cost me if I do decide to sell and whether it's a good idea or not. Now, I deliberately keep the Resi portfolio in my own name small because there is absolutely no no point in me having that um, any bigger because I just have to pay hefty amounts of tax. So that means that I spread the rest of my portfolio through limited companies. You need to be planning the same. And then you also need to be thinking about where can I use the equity in each of these properties in a better way? You know, have you got evidence in your portfolio with higher net yields? If you've got net yields of four, five, six percent, which is lovely, if you can get your properties there, that's really good at the moment. How could you replicate that with the equity that you have already got in your property portfolio? And this is a cycle that you need to be going through. Far too many investors want to accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. But actually, is that the best for your business plan or not? I would say in some situations, it's not the best idea to keep accumulating. And the reason being is that ultimately it can cost you more because you're not bringing in money. You're having to put a lot of money towards the maintenance. Whereas as you become a more experienced investor, you have the opportunity to go for bigger and better buildings. And that is really, really, really what you should be aiming for. So to recap everything that I have just been through, because I want to give you mini lessons and I want to help you make the most from your portfolio. As a takeaway from listening to this podcast, please, can you do a schedule of what is going on in your property portfolio, please? And do a bit of asset management on yourself. You don't have to be critical because, hey, you've done so well to build the property portfolio to where it is at the moment. So from that point of view, be proud of yourself. But what can you do better? What is working and what isn't working? What properties do you actually enjoy in your property portfolio? And which properties do you not enjoy? That's also really important because in all honesty, you may have some properties that are just a faff to manage, they're a faff to deal with, and quite frankly, they just don't work for you anymore. Maybe you do what I do and you move towards hands-off property investing. That's kind of my jam. I don't need to be in the ground doing things. I far prefer the strategy side of things where I can do it from behind my computer just simply because of the nature of my lifestyle. You know, where do you want to be moving towards? You don't have to stay static in this. So get that overview. Have a look at your goals. What do you want to achieve from your property portfolio? Are your properties hitting those goals? 
yes or no? Do they hit the yields that you want to achieve? Do they hit the growth that you want them to achieve? Are they performing as well as you want them to? If no, could you sell them and how much is that going to cost you? You get to keep reshaping them. You really do keep to, get to keep reshaping them. The more experience you have, the bigger and better, as I have just said, that you can build. So start thinking about this, please. There's a really good time to do it as well. You know, you've just got over the first month of the year. Things are now starting to progress. You know, you've kind of got to grips with what you want to achieve this year. But always reflecting on what you've got already is just so, so, so important. So I want you to also let me know what you do as a result of this podcast. You know, go now, sit, take 15 minutes of your time and sit and just write out what's going on in your property portfolio. That has got to be the preference. And from there, let me know, what did you spot? Did you spot that your property portfolio was doing what you thought it was? Have you got some gaps in your portfolio? Are some of your properties not making the money that you want them to make? Or are you surprised in that some of the properties are making loads of money and you love it? Again, let me know. You can email me natasha at ncrealestate.co.uk. So we have it. Asset Management 101. Go and give it a go. Think. Put your thinking cap on. What would Natasha do? <laughs> go and be me for a day well, it doesn't even take a day actually if you've got all of this information hand I think probably take you an hour you know and it's all an hour well spent so go and sit down and do it all right if you've liked this podcast please can you give me a five star review I'd absolutely love that and make my day you can only review on apple podcasts and so if you don't listen on apple that's fine you get a pass on that but if you are listening on apple I would love for you to go and leave a review don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so that you can get it every single time it comes out I launch it on all the different podcast platforms so however you're listening right now if you subscribe you will get it pretty much every single Tuesday morning at around 7am UK time. Thank you so much for listening to me today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.